This is the Deep End Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Deep End. I'm Tim Hatz. No, I'm not. I'm Shane. I'm the executive pastor here at the church. <laughs> Great to have you guys with us. Um, I'm usually uh, sitting over there as Ed McMahon, but today I'm filling in for Tim and I'm Johnny Carson. So with me today, we have Steve Lee. Hello. As John, uh, Ed McMahon and Joan Rivers, played by Ann Letourneau. Hi. Uh, great to have you guys. So before we begin today, we're going to be talking about what it means to serve at Waters Church. But before we begin, let's do a trivia question. And it's today in history. April 18th, 1981 marked the longest professional baseball game that was suspended at 4 a.m. and completed the following June. Where was this game played? So if you know that answer, just comment in the Facebook chat. And we'll go from there. And the first person to win will wear will win a pair of tickets to Matthew West. He's coming to the church July 8th at 7 p.m. So let's see what happens. Mercy is a song singing to my heart telling me it's okay come just as you are I never heard a melody like the All right. Anybody? Yet? Not yet. Well, it's a hard question. Mm. All right. We'll see what somebody answers us. So let's get into it, shall we? Uh, what it means to serve, serve at Waters Church, and that's deacons, ushers, and, you know, any serving that goes along with the church. The biblical definition, definition of a deacon is found in 1 Timothy 3, 8 to 12. And it says, in the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the truths of the faith with a clear conscience. They must be first tested, and then if there's nothing against them, let us serve as deacons. In the same way, the women are to be, to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and must maintain his children in his household well. So, let me go back to that. So what I think that what that means, too, is women are welcome to be deacons in the church. And we have quite a few uh, women deacons, and they do an awesome job, like Anne. Thank you. And um, so, Steve, what does a deacon do here at the church? Well, they do a lot of things. Uh, basically, anything that allows our pastors and our elders and our and waters to allow them to basically <laughs> preach and minister. So we take care of everything else, such as um, cleaning up the toilets, uh, mopping the floors, taking care of leaks, um, any maintenance activities that may need to be done, basically custodial activities that keep, keep the upkeep of the church. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that needs to be done on right. the weekend. Or... So I remember we were talking about this earlier, uh, like in the Catholic church, when you saw a deacon, you saw them like uh, giving out communion. He was almost like, like a mini priest. I yeah, you guys remember that? You what? Did, I, I grew up Catholic, so I did too. Not me. No. When you no. when you guys asked Ron and I to be deacons, we were like, after you know a few months being here, um, we had absolutely no idea what that meant. We just said yes, 
And um, <laughs> as usual, that's why you're here today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just said yes. But we had no idea what that meant. It's like, do they know who we are? I mean, the pastor should be a deacon. And all we could think of was we were going to be walking around with robes. And, you know, it was just, it was, <laughs> it was a little crazy. But um, it's been a great journey. Yeah. It's been great to have you guys. You guys, game changes in this place. Um, so that's, that's what we were saying. Like, so the deacons will take care. It says in Acts 6-2 that uh, let, you know, the preachers and the elders will preach the word and the deacons kind of do everything else. So, you know, Pastor Tim, um, he's responsible to, to preach the word and the deacons will be behind the scenes, you know, making sure that the grass is cut, the toilets flush and, you know, um, all that stuff. So it actually says in uh, Acts 6-2, uh, the men were giving themselves by feeding the flock and preaching and teaching when they realized it wasn't right for them to leave those activities to wait tables. So they found some other men that were willing to serve, and they put them, in, them into place to minister to the church's physical needs. So the deacons take care of the, the physical plant. Um, so what, what type of, oh, yes. Oh, we just had uh, one guest for the, um, it was Hoyt Comiskey Park, Crystal, um, guest, Crystal guest Hoyt Comiskey Park for your trivia question. No. No. Sorry, Crystal. Try again, Crystal. <laughs> um, so, and then uh, the deacons are also a, a servant. They serve others. They have a heart for God's people. And in Galatians uh, 5, they say, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve another love, one another in love. And then it says, Matthew 20, 28, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So, um, and no one knows serving like you. So, oh. so what? Except you. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> so what happened? How did how'd you get to be so involved and, you know, with the serving at the church and being a deacon? And um, Well, um, Ron and I joined the church um, in July, about seven years ago. And um, we just listened to the word. We, you know, accepted Christ. And then we just kept saying yes. You know, whenever there was a need, we just said yes. And um, we watched how you and Marianne and um, the people that were leading the ministries conducted themselves and, you know, just always went that extra mile. So we wanted to support that because, you know, we love the church, we love Jesus, and we wanted to serve. So, you know, Romans 12, you know, serve, you serve. That's what you're supposed to do, and that's what we did. And it just, it just took on a life of its own, and uh, we're just grateful. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. It has. And, you know, you've, it's just been, it has been amazing. We've had lots of memories here. Yeah. When I, I, when I first started coming, too, it was, uh, I started to serve. You know, I, I think we were, um, I think they asked us to be ushers. And I could not believe how, what a great time I had on a Sunday morning. You know, just shaking hands and smiling. And, you know, we were, we were in Fisher College then. And then we were at, uh, on 152. So I knew everybody's name. It was only 100 people there. It was pretty cool. Met a lot of cool people just just doing that. And then I went, you know, did something else, and then, well, I ended up getting a job. Right. This. Yeah, I know. Isn't it great? A whole <laughs> yeah. career career yeah. change. Yeah. Because we started as greeters. You know, we got tapped on the shoulder. You know, would you do that? And that's when we were first starting Saturday services, and we didn't have a lot of people, so there was like us and you and Marianne and fourteen other people in the sanctuary on Saturdays at first, oh, when and we first it just started the Saturdays because that yeah. was a slow start, but now it's huge. 
Yeah, that's right. Exciting to remember that. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Well, um, we basically, when we first came into Waters, my wife and I, Anna and I first came to Waters, we met uh, Anna and Ron, and they pretty much, just like, you know, you mentioned that she learned from from your example, we learned from their example, and um, also we learned to say yes as well, just just as uh, uh, Anna and Ron had done as well. From there, we just... um, uh, wanted to, we love the church so much. We decided that we want this is our home, and we wanted to be able to get acclimated and be able to just do more than we did in our previous church. And so, uh, serving was seen the most logical. And, it's, and we we didn't think it'd be as as rewarding, but it's so rewarding after you do it. Um, one of the things um, when I first came and served, uh, they put me out. Uh, I was on, in the parking uh, team, so I was oh, out there right. by myself. And I think first thing I th- thought to myself is, why would I want to do parking? But then I realized it was such a it was a great ministry. It was, it was a great experience to be able to see people coming in and out, and then and getting to be the first person they see coming in and the per, last person they see leaving from that. So it's been a good journey. And as we take on different uh, different other serving roles, it's just blossomed to into just uh, uh, joyous activities. It's something that we look forward to do on the weekends. How so, many deacons we have now? Uh, we have about thirty one right now, and obviously we're always looking out for more. And, and looking for people who already are doing the role of a deacon, uh, someone who's already serving without having without um, have to be asked. Someone who maybe a uh, good a good test uh, sometimes is we see if you see something on the floor, they pick it up. Yeah, they take pride in the in the, in the church. Right. Um, are they greeting people? Are they doing the things that make people welcome in the church that make them part of the church? You can tell they are uh, part of waters. It's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great team. I think we have. Um, every time we ask for thing need the needs of the church, they're always willing to help out and able to. Um, you know, they they ask what the, what else can they do, which is, which is a great um, experience and a great team to have. Doing that. Yeah, it's a great bunch. How many um, people's on your <coughs> team and now? Um, I was just looking this morning. We have 181 people in guest services now. Wow. Yeah. How many does it take to run a weekend? How many usually? Um, about 33 per weekend. Um, we have between Info Kids, Info Main, Greeting. We like to have as many people as possible so that, you know, people, um, that no one will be missed. You know, so we just want to make sure. And that's with, um, we schedule next steps for Chris McEwen now as well. And um, it's all part of People's Walk. And it's, yes, it's fun. It's still just as exciting as the first day. Um, you know, and everyone always comments how they feel, you know, all the way through when they come in the parking lot, you know, it just overwhelms them and they come in and they're greeted. And then they're, um, you know, people who are coming for the first time and also people who are returning. Everyone feels like they're coming home and they're treated so well um, all the way through their journey. And yeah. It's exciting to be a small part of uh, somebody's walk. Yeah. It's- people, new people, they, I read somewhere that it's like they'll know whether or not they're coming back in the first seven minutes of coming through the parking lot. So it's a big job for us out in the lobby and the parking lot and everything to get them comfortable, to get them in the sanctuary and their hearts right uh, to hear the gospel, to hear the good news. So we try, and you guys do an excellent job making people feel at home and welcomed and loved. Um, so it doesn't go unnoticed, that's for sure. All those baptism like testimonies, so many of them say that though, when they, as soon as they walked in, they, they knew. Like Here's we did. Yeah. yeah. We felt the same way. The people that greeted us, we still know who they were. 
Um, we've, and you know, one of the best things about serving at Waters Church is the relationships that you develop because of serving side by side with people. It gives you this foundation and friendship that you don't get as an adult in the world. You know, just working alongside somebody makes makes a big difference. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. That's a great that's a great point because one of the things we hear from people is, well, I don't get connected. I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And when when you hear volunteers, especially when they do greeting or ushering or even first steps or in parking, just the um, the, the relationship you build with each other is is great, and it can lead to other other um, avenues of friendships or building relationships with other people, and it's. Expanding, also challenging you and expanding your uh, comfort zone. Some people, I, I tell people when, I sit, when I'm at the door with a greeter, I tell them, you know, to smile and you know, just, just say how, 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 you, how your day and so forth and start a conversation and then if you don't feel comfortable, it will allow, allow you to get more comfortable by just doing that. So I think it's a, it's a great opportunity just to have people just, uh, if you don't want to get, uh, you know, God's always stretching us and this is a great opportunity to stretch, get to know people and to, um, and to just, uh, you know, start feeling like it's your home and your family. And, uh, you know, allow God to take you out of your comfort zone. And, and he does yes. weekly. Yeah, like to be on a podcast. Yeah, to be on a podcast. I, I mean, none of us <laughs> thought this was going to happen. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's been great. But That's what I, when I hear people say that, like you were talking about, like, uh, I can't get connected or something. I just, I just can't understand it. I mean, I... I don't think, I think if you come to the church and you don't get connected somehow, like small group or serve, you, you're not going to, you're not going to make it. And those are the people that we, that we just, that disappear. They just didn't get connected. You, it's so important to, to serve. I mean, my best friends are servants now, like you guys. Right. Absolutely. Like, you know, yes. we just serve together and then go out together and go on vacation together now. And like, so, I mean, that's my life is a 180. Because of you people. Mine as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's so isolating in the world. You know, and before we were here, you know, that we just, you know, you had work friends, but that's not the same. Right. You know, as, as people that you can actually do life with. Not to say anything bad about my work friends, but. <laughs> they might um, be watching. <laughs> it's possible. They know I'm here. Um, but, um, you know, this is just so different because we're all on the same foundation. We have the foundation of Christ beneath us and then you build from there and you work side by side with people and you go through the battles each week and uh, the good times and the fun times um, just builds amazing relationships yeah the same Grateful. ideas the same goals the, right the same things excite you like yeah. baptisms and stuff like that so yeah you don't get the eye roll from the people here yeah. <laughs> when you start talking about something that's exciting to you you know at work if I start talking about baptisms you know it might be like eh. Yeah, I my old job, that. they used yeah. to call me Mother Teresa when I came in on Monday and <laughs> said everything that we did on the weekend. Yeah. Most people were at bars and stuff. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but I was here. Yep. Yeah, you know, and I like being here. Yeah, it shows. And that's why we're here, you know, because we yeah. follow you guys, you know. can't. Um, you've always been an amazing leader, you know, because you get right down there in the trenches, you know, side by side, no matter what's needed, you're always there, you and Marianne both. And that, um, that inspires us. Yes. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's, I mean, just learning from example, and that's one of the things. As we get older, we learn just by not, um, not by reading anymore. We learn by following and, and showing us, and then from there, we can, it's easy to follow from that. So, yeah, I definitely um, uh, agree with what Anne is saying. And your, your example has been something that we will always sort of aspire and try to follow because um, you, you paved, you, like a good leader, you paved the way for us. Now we can do the same thing for other people as well. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for that. But I was always, so I, my thing in my, my idea was uh, when I f- first started, you know, hanging out with Tim and became a deacon and stuff, I was like, I knew then, like, I am never going to be able to preach. I don't, no, no, I don't want, I don't want to. I and mean, he knows that. But I figured, you know, my role will be to support him and Cheryl, whatever, whatever they need me to do. So he can worry about what he's going to say on Sunday. So I think it's worked. Uh, well, you know, my role as a, uh, as a, cause I was a deacon and then, um, they, the guys that were the head deacons, I, um, they had asked me one day, they go, okay, we want you to be head deacon. I'm like, what? Like, you know, I'm not handy, right? Like Ron puts half my furniture together at the house, (laughs) (laughs) but what am I, how am I going to be a head deacon? But they were like, well, you know, people, so, and you can talk to people, so that'll help you. So it did. You know, I can sweep a floor, but I'm not building any shelves or anything. That's for sure. You don't want them. Yeah, one of the most common <laughs> things we hear from you is, I know a guy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's my I motto. Know a guy. I yeah, know a that's guy. right. I know a guy. It's good. Yeah. Um, question? Yeah, but no, we're just getting a lot of people. Um, Kevin was looking for the, que- uh, the trivia question to be um, said again. He might have missed it. Oh, sure. Uh, today in history, April 18th, marked the longest professional baseball game that was suspended at 4 o'clock in the morning and completed the following June. Where was this game played? Tough one. Yeah. Well, no one is yet. That's like, I, I thought it was easier than that. Maybe because I've lived here all my life. Should we give them a clue? And, and I just did. In 1981, <laughs> this is a young church. Oh. I mean, not that you're old. I'm oh, older. No, I, yeah, that's but... true. 1981, I was uh, young. A sophomore, high school. <laughs> So, Steve, I'm going to get off track now. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> That's us. We'll be, <laughs> yeah. ta- we'll be talking about the 80s. <laughs> Nothing to do with sorry. Well. So, what is the deacon's role here at the church, Steve? Like, what, what are some of the things they do? Um, good question. Um, well, one of the mis- misconceptions that we will clarify is uh, the deacons do have a weekend responsibility, which is basically managing and uh, the sanctuary in a week- during a weekend experience. And we have three services where we have the deacons are responsible for maintaining the, 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 the inside of the sanctuary, make sure the chairs are orderly, uh, cleaned up, um, taking care of any questions and so forth. But uh, there's also other responsibilities outside of that. Uh, Tracy is guessing the Pawtucket Red Sox versus the Rochester Red Wings. Winner, winner, winner. Tracy. Tracy who? Tracy LaBerge. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Tell her when we get the tickets, we'll give her a pair. Hey. Actually, we'll give her four. She's got two kids. Wonderful. Yay, Tracy. Hey. <laughs> okay, well, sorry, Steve. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> Keep going. Now that I just yeah, so, wrecked you. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, so that's the weekend side, but there's more to it. Uh, if there's anything else outside of that, so if there's, um, if there's a need for the church, like uh, sometimes we do uh, weekend cleanups, uh, or we, we now are doing a deacon day where we ask the deacons to come in to help um, clean, uh, either clean up some areas or forms of maintenance or um, uh, just in general, just uh, if, if there's sweeping need to be involved, cleaning need to be involved in the church. Those are things that uh, outside, basically anything that um, required for the church to be maintained and upkeep. Okay. Um, anything other? I mean, there's anything you can recognize or? Uh, well, oh. the deacons also sometimes um, may not serve in the sanctuary, but they serve oh, yes. as um, yes, ministry leaders. Yes. You know, so not everybody who's a deacon will necessarily be there, you know, guest services, cafe. Um, they, most of the ministries, I think, 
are headed the, yep. by a deacon. Yeah, they're all deacons. Like just uh, the deacons run the parking lot too, so you never right. see them inside. <laughs> they're always outside, but but they're deacons out there too. I mean, they're jo- they're doing a job. Yes. So there's a lot of people out there that are, um, that are doing the job of a deacon now, but they just don't have the title, and we don't obsess about titles here anyway. But you know, we're always looking to see who's who's the next because um, who's the next deacon. So we're, we're Steve and I are um, we have a few people to talk to. Um, but uh, if you're interested in being a deacon, you should stop and tell Steve and Anna as and well. Anna. Yeah, yeah. Or Ron and Ann. Yes. Yeah. One of one of the things is that um, as uh, like Ann said, as miniature leaders are deacons as well, but. Uh, what we always do is communicate with one another, and that's that's very important with our with our team. That's what makes our team so great is that we're able to communicate uh, different things, uh, things that work well, things that don't work well, and we can learn from that and be able to. Do, and that's how we get that consistency going. And we're looking for people who can also add to that and even make that even better. So. Yeah, I um, I think that's one of the things that makes this team work well because you know. I fly off the seat of my pants most of the time, but you, uh, you know, you get me back in. <laughs> so you're, you're with the emails and the communication, you're really good at that. So that keeps it all together. Communication's key. Yes, but you keep it exciting. Yes, it's like, oh, we're going here now, and off we go, and it works. It Trust works me, it'll be fun. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> yes. I was like, uh, Annie, you were mentioning before, like the duck or the swan. Yeah, yeah, the duck. Yeah. yeah, the duck. Yeah, we're like ducks. You know, there's a lot that goes on underneath the surface, and we hope that when people come through the door, it seems smooth and it seems effortless. But, you know, we're always tweaking, we're always refining, and we're also trying to bring people up, you know, because, you know, as much as we, um, you know, we love being here, you know that you're not always going to be here forever. So you want to make sure that, um, you know, there are people that are coming up that can just step into your shoes and make it even better, like Steve and Anna did with um, leading the deacons. They brought it up to a whole nother level. And it's great to see. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and so did you. So Rod and Ann were the lead deacons before Steve and Anna, and they were after me, I think. And you guys took it up huge level too, and you paved the way for Steve and Anna. So, yep. and the next person will even do an even greater job as well. Uh, God will always raise up great leaders. Yep, because who's next? Yes, who's next? I and mean, we're always looking. You're not getting any younger, Steve. So yeah, right. we have to find your replacement. <laughs> <laughs> So if you have any questions, uh, feel free to jump in on Facebook and we'll we'll be watching for the comments. Any questions yet, Ann, or just positive feedback? Where's Tim Hatch or anything? Yeah, no one's asked about Tim, surprisingly. (laughs) Um, Carly says, uh, Deacons also help the kids' ministry, especially during evacuation and fire drills. That's another Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, and talk about the super deacons, we call them the super deacons. Yes, yes. Our goal for that. Um, The super deacons are essentially, um, not that there's any... They don't wear a cape. Don't wear a cape. No, no. There's no special designation for that. But essentially, that's kind of a term to be used for people that always count on them when, when there's an issue that comes up. They're always there. Uh, that being said, they're there when the evacuations are there. You don't have to go off and say, "Oh, so and so, can you please do this?" They're always doing that. If they're, they're always. It's almost like the person who's running into a uh, building that's on fire. They want to save. It's, it's an innate nature for them and. Uh, they can be called upon, or they just act, react whenever their uh, need is there. So yeah, fill in the gaps if people are out. Yes, stuff like that. You don't have to use it much, though. The uh, super deacon. No, I think well, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, like well, one of the things we're trying to do now is um, 
And I think leading by example through Anne and Ron is sometimes as uh, ministry leaders, we need to take a break. And, and as Tim says, take a schedule break. And one of the things is that by having these people who can help us do that, that's uh, not just refreshes us, but also raises the new leaders and give them uh, exposure to this and so they can be leaders and do other things and do those things that uh, are called upon, uh, which I think is a great, great thing to do. Yeah, everybody needs a weekend off, right. including you guys. So it's, I, you know, it's good that you have some people to back you up, and so you can take a Saturday night off and go to a game or you know whatever. So it's good. Paint your house. Yeah, yeah, yes. whatever needs to be done. <laughs> so, but deacons are really um, noticeable in the sanctuary. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yes. So what the deacons do in the sanctuary? They're uh, like I mentioned before. Typically, there's uh, at least two deacons in the sanctuary who are responsible for um, the upkeep and and uh, make sure everything is running smoothly in the sanctuary. And they're also assisted by ushers. And ushers are folks that are um, the, are there to help guide and seat people, help the deacons uh, offer to find people uh, their seats. But also afterwards, what they do is to make sure that it is presentable and ready for the next service. And Make sure that if there's any issues that come out, they, they can be able to handle those things. Sometimes uh, you'll get it once in a rare while. You, get, you may get some uh, people with drinks coming in that may may not want to, uh, may not know that they can't bring those in, or uh, they bring bring in children that are under 10, and they be able to handle those situations, know how to uh, be able to, in a way that's uh, beneficial for for the people coming in, and also be able to serve them as well. Yeah, we try to, you know, get everybody as they come in, but sometimes it doesn't work. So we certainly would rather not make anybody uncomfortable, you know, so we would rather catch them in the lobby if they have a coffee or, you know, instead of running after them, it's, you know, we want everyone to feel comfortable when they come in and welcome and um, understand the great programs that we have. The kids' ministry um, is wonderful, you know, and we understand that people don't necessarily want to leave their children the first time they're here, so you have the family room, which is great. Um, Right. you know, we um we just want it to we just want to be part of their walk, and we don't yep. want to scare them away. Yeah. Um, and we also don't want to draw attention if the service has started. If you right. know someone's running down the aisle chasing after a child or something. <laughs> yeah. No, not, we don't want no that. that's not good. <laughs> no, we don't. Want no, that. no, no. I was going to ask you, like, what's the toughest part of being a deacon? I think we just heard it, but that's could be one of them. My wife is uh has some stories that she can provide um that. That provide that uh, examples of that, but I think the the hardest part about being deacon is to be able to serve somebody and see that sometimes it may not be the answer that they want when you serve. Sometimes when you serve somebody, it's for their best interest, and um, and that's and sometimes you feel failure, disappointing people. And one of the things is that um, um, my my nature is I want to help, mm-hmm. and sometimes I go overboard to help too much, and sometimes it may not be the best thing. Sometimes so what I've learned. As being a deacon is to be able to serve people, but in a way that's uh, that's in, for their best interest, and help them keep sight of that, so that knowing that we're here for your for your best interest. Um, it may not always go the best way, and that's where the, that could be the tough part about being a deacon, or in the sanctuary. Uh, outside of that, sometimes um, is just trying to uh, uh, one way. One thing I think of is trying to be available, and I can't be available because I love the church so much. That I want to be here and help as much as I can. I know there's plenty of people out there who say have said the same thing, um, and those are the, those. Are, that's kind of the heart of a deacon, and and as a result, um, it's one of those things where you want to serve but you can't serve. This can also be disappointing as well. 
disappointing that you have to go to, to do work. Do something else, or yeah, do something else. Yeah. I remember that too. I was like, oh man, I wish I was there. Like, you know, when I was working. Not that I didn't love my job or the people that I worked with, but, you know, that was, it was a great place to work. But I was always like, oh. Yeah. I think that's why I got hired. He says, Tim says that uh, I used to just bother him so much at the office. I'd call and say, what are you doing? What do you need? What can I do? What can I do? He's like, just hire him. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a good time to put a Tim face. Oh, yeah. You talk to Tim. There he did. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> On a stick. <laughs> so, um, so volunteering at Waters Church, Ann, uh, how's that going? Great. We get new people um, every week um, that come in, uh, and it's really an easy process. You just have to come to Info Central, um, get the packet, and in it, um, you know, the people at Info will help them uh, explain what it is. They have to complete a quarry. We quarry all of our volunteers, no matter where they're serving. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, then when they return it, we, they put it in a sealed envelope. So nobody, you know, is, gets their personal information. It gets quarried. They get, um, they get an application. They check off where they want to serve. Once the quarry is complete and everything's okay, with, from the church perspective, um, Abby, the church secretary, emails the ministry leaders, and we get their information. We put them in the planning center, which is really important yeah. uh, because that's how Managing we schedule everything. People. And, um, you know, we just, we ask, and then we, we, I do a personal email to whoever is wanting to join the team, explaining what their options are, asking them to meet with us before we put them on the schedule so that we can get a better understanding of what they would want to do, you know, where they fit. In, in the ministry, because they may have an idea of what they want to do, but someone who's only been with the church a week, we probably wouldn't put on Info Central because they just wouldn't have the background, you know, for that yet. So we would probably start them as a greeter initially and then work from there and see where their strengths are. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And um, meeting with a new volunteer is always important. It helps you build that relationship also from that, but also gives you that, um, it gives you the insight that you can't get from a piece of paper. I think that's a great example that you provided for that. Just a great way to get to know the person better. And then, you know, yeah, hey, hey, we want to we want to cater to people's strengths. Um, I, I remember uh, a friend of ours, uh, I always use this in our small group, um, uh, uh, when he first volunteered, uh, Marianne asked him, so what do you like to do? And he goes, I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay, so we now know where to put. Where'd you put him? Uh, parking. Ah, I like people to be in parking too. But, and he loved it. Now that was the great thing. Is oh. catered to his strength. Yeah, he grew in his role. Yes, he did. Is and he still with us? Yes, he is. Oh, good. And he probably likes people a little bit better now. Tell me, yes, later. he does. Yeah. Now Shane wants to know. Yeah, not now. Not now. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to embarrass him. No, no. Or no, her. We try not to embarrass anybody. But it's true. It is about relationships yep. too, because it's exciting. Um, you know. Meeting these new people, meeting new volunteers, um, you know, some of the people have been here longer than I have, and um, just growing in the relationships and seeing them growing in their roles and also seeing them growing with each other. I mean, I see a lot of them do life together because they serve side by side now, and that's, um, it's nice to see. We try to touch base with all the volunteers, every service. Yeah. I see you Between Ron that, and I. You we, do that a lot. Well, you know, we just want to make sure everybody, you know, we want to cast the vision, which is important. You know, what we're doing here, why we're doing it, remind them, um, support them. And, um, and I know I see you do that as well, Steve. You know, yes. you meet with everybody. Yes, and Anna, yeah. Anna and I make it a point to just have some sort of conversation with them. It's important. It's uh, to get to know them. Sometimes, and one of the things we do also is we, um, and, uh, we pray before, as often as we can 
before the service starts. And what comes up from that sometimes is prayer requests. And it's great to hear feedback from the people who are serving that, oh, this is, we prayed about this last week, and here's the result of that. Um, one, the one person we know, uh, we prayed before that uh, for health, and next day, uh, next week, it was, it was healed. Uh, another person had uh, we prayed for her uh, job, and then she got the job offer next week. So it's good to have that feedback, and it's the power of prayer. Sure. Doing life together? Doing life together, yeah. Just like you said. Yeah. A lot of the volunteers, uh, maybe they don't know it, but you know the 310 meeting on Saturday, when we get, all get together in the, in the volunteer entrance, and uh, Tim just, um, he uh, prays, and we, we, we run down the weekend, we lift up people in prayer, just like you guys do as a, the whole, whole church. Sometimes those are incredible moments like yes. you don't even need church it's like i'm done i'm going home but you know because you know it's been like 20 minutes of just you know the holy spirit yes it is. rocking and rolling it is because you, sometimes you walk in you know it's 310 you've yeah. been rushing around yep. and you're like catching your breath and then you just stop and we worship and you sing and um we pray and you walk out of there like just feeling like you could conquer anything. Right. You, know, you can see people's demeanor change during the, the course of the meeting. They, they you know, they straighten oh, their backs. Sure. They grow stronger. Um, you know, they're they're ready to to yeah, meet whatever. Walking comes. downstairs, like yeah, yeah, it's like let's lions. Do this. You know, Game day. yeah, it is. Everybody's <laughs> excited, and um, it is. It's one of the best parts of the weekend. It's mm -hmm. the three ten meeting. Yeah, he writes about it in his latest blog that you can find on waterschurch.org. There's a blog plug for you, Tim. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a, that's, that's a, uh, another point that I hear from so many volunteers. They look forward to, and that's one thing about great about our volunteers who serve, and you hear the common theme is that they always look forward to the weekend. They're looking forward to serving others. And one of the things that you get, you get a, um, and, and that just makes you feel better, but then you know you're doing God's will. And that's just, it, I mean, it's such an amazing feeling when you're in alignment with God and the Holy Spirit is working through you. And I hear stories where Tim may say something in the 310 meeting and you hear the same theme going on throughout different people's conversation who may have not even heard that. And then you hear it in small group, the same theme. And you can tell the Holy Spirit is working through that whole process. So, Leah, well, people are saying, Kevin's saying the 310 uh, meeting is the best part of serving. Um, and Erica, serving has uh, just made a huge impact on her life. Yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting to see that uh, feedback. So what if somebody wanted to be a, excuse me, a greeter or an usher? Like what, what, what do they do besides, you know, there's more to it than that, I'm sure. Right. Well, it depends on where they are. We have a couple of different, uh, we have first-time visitor greeters, um, which are responsible for making, obviously, our first-time visitors feel comfortable. They're the first people that they'll see at the entry doors. And um, their responsibility is to, um, if they're parked in the first four spots, you know, we want to make them feel welcome. But yet we have to have the right people there because um, you have to feel people out. They may not want, um, you know, balloons and uh, horns, you know, following them through the lobby. So we just, um, we try to keep it low key. We introduce ourselves, ask them if they would like a tour. Most people do if they park in those first four spots. And then they'll bring them on a tour. They'll bring them over to Info Central. Um, we have a free uh, gift. They get a snack from the cafe. Yeah. Um, we talk to them, um, ask them how they, you know, came to us, how they found us. Told them they can get connected at info. We show them the kiosks for next steps if they're interested in that. Um, I always tell them, you know, to, uh, you know, if, introduce them to somebody else along the way. 
as they um, as they walk through because next time you may not be there and we don't want people to feel for like the first four weeks till they see you again in that spot uh, that they don't know anybody so we ask them you know just to try to make them feel as comfortable as possible you feel it out you just walk them through you show them where the restrooms are the cafe um, people who are the greeters outside the doors they give you your um, your bulletin I still call it a bulletin yeah, what else we call it? No, it's a bulletin. It's a bulletin. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they're also responsible. We want to make people feel welcome, but they're also responsible to make sure people, um, you know, children under 10 don't come through. Uh, there's no coffees. Um, you know, just making people feel welcome. I've heard so many comments that people say um, a lot of people, um, that might be the first person that smiled them at all week, all week long, you know, when they come yeah. through those doors, that they, um, you know, they have rough jobs or they're going through difficult times, but that smile... You know, people come back to me six or eight months later and say, you know, I don't know if you remember, but, um, you know, you, you made a difference that day. And um, it just, it's, it's exciting to see the growth and people coming through. It's greeting's a fun job, but it's a yeah. responsibility. Yes. You know, you have to have the right person. We can't have grumpy people. You know? No, we've changed people's roles throughout the years. I, we, we had people there that clearly shouldn't be there, like you said, like, you know given the dagger eyes and right and crabby patties but, right so we move them along quickly sure we don't yeah. fire anybody but you know we find another role right yeah for them. right right and you know we ask for responsibility too we you know if people accept you know your yes bs you know and yeah. show up or let us know that you're not going to show up because you know we you know we we expect you to be there if you say you're going to be and that's why we use planning center we ask people to accept or decline. That's important, too. Um, even if they have to say no, that's fine, just as long as we know. We don't want to be left guessing, you know, at the end of the week, well, are you coming? Are you not? Right. Um, are you waiting for a better offer? You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, that's a good point because one of the things for the planning center is that on, when, when, we, uh, when you go live on the weekend or your, your service, you want to make sure you can count on those people. And that's why it's very important that people either accept or decline as soon as they, get the, as soon as they know. And it helps us to plan around that and find other people. Sure. And one thing, and I also want to um, put a shout out to that we have a lot of great volunteers who are just, even though they're not on that weekend, are willing to just step up and serve. Right. And we're able to be able to pull, we can't always rely upon pulling those people. We also don't want to burn them out as right. well. But we're so thankful that we have that pool of people that can. Right. We tell deacons, that. you're on. Yes. If you're in the building, you're on. Yes. So, and, and they. And they uh, respect that, and they yes. do that. Like a lot of them keep shirts in their car. Like yes. I'll go grab my shirt, which is awesome to see. So a lot of comments here about team night on Thursdays too. The opportunity to work with the media team. They, you know, they need help too. It's a great team of people, and they meet every Thursday. Shane. Yep, six o'clock on Thursdays. Uh, yeah, that's a great place to be. If, even if you're, you, you know, you're just interested and you don't know anything about media or anything, they'll 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 teach you. So. There's all kinds of roles that you can learn there. It doesn't have to be what you see on stage either. It could be behind the scenes too. Like a lot of people like to be behind the scenes just running the slides or, you know, you don't have to be a sound technician to go. If you have any interest, just go and talk to the guys there. They'll be glad to have you. I think, they'll, I think they feed you. Right, in the online church too. That's a great ministry as well. Yep. Yeah, so that that's where you go for if you want to know anything about uh, the media, just go to Team Night on Thursdays. It's always happening. Yeah, one of the things I also want, probably want to mention is, even though we're talking about a certain type of uh, volunteers, and uh, there's there's 
many more opportunities. There's the parking team, there's a cafe team, there's Waters Kids, there's ministry, uh, online ministry. We have uh, the, the media team. And I'm sure there's other things, other ministry groups that are potentially forming as well. And there's always, so, so with that many options to choose from, um, or more than one also to choose from, um, definitely find something that will suit your strengths. Even taking the offering. I, oh, brings yeah. back memories when I first started coming. Like, I don't know who he was, but he said, can you help with the offering? I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. No commitment. Our first night that someone <laughs> asked us, it's like, oh, okay, sure. That's, that's a, that's first a good, night, wow. First night, yeah. Well, I think we, did, we looked kind of deer in the headlights, and they were being kind. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great point. That's one of the things as a deacon, their, um, their responsibilities are in the sanctuary is to uh, choose people to do the offering. And that's a great way to get people, maybe if they're relatively new in the church and you haven't seen them that often, to help get them um, involved and start get that serving um, blood juices uh, flowing through them. And then if they like it, they, sometimes they usually come back and ask if they can do it again. It's yeah, I see to, a lot of the same people doing it. Yeah, and, and our goal is we're trying to change it up so we get other people doing it so they can eventually start getting into the um, mode of trying to serve. And then from there, it's an easy way into that, that uh, role. Yeah, they can take their money, then tell them where to sit, and then go from there. Yeah. But what about the ropes? Oh, the ropes. How's that yeah, working that's, out for that's you? That's the fun. That's I'll the... poke the nest here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, my, my, that's my wife's favorite tar- uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> why do we do it? So why we do it is essentially is uh, we want to make sure that we want to get people to come towards the front and center. And also um, is to allow um, people to uh, uh, basically free up space so that people can go towards the front. And if we have to, the ropes jet are a designated area where we don't have it open yet. And typically, we open them later in the service as it starts to fill up. And this allows when people come in or newcomers, and they don't feel comfortable moving towards the front. They allow them to sit towards the back. And, and it's, that's why we want to have the opportunity for people who have been coming into uh, Waters um, know the role and know the, um, that uh, we like to have people sit towards the front and the middle. It also allows... Um, People to not get disturbed when a uh, preacher, either be Tim or last week it was uh, Chris who was speaking, um, be able to concentrate on laying the gospel and the, the message to the people without being disturbed. And it allows them to be able to get comfortably uh, seated and be able to still hear the message. Yeah, I think having people go to the front, uh, the main goal there is if more people in the front than the first time visitor doesn't have to march by everybody and sit in the front row. Because if you're the first time, you're a little leery about us, you know, so you're just, you know, timid about right. sitting up front. So if there's rows in the back, you can just slide in, check us out, slide out. You don't have to um, be a spectacle. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't think it bothers uh, the preachers so much. I think it's for the first time visit, the per- first, so they get to, sit where they want most people want to sit in the back if they don't if they're new and also i think the it's been a kind of like a rush for the front for yes. the people who've been here for a while like yes. they all want the front which was <clears throat> unheard of <laughs> in the old building we uh, we had to you know really usher them to the front right. now it's it seems like it's an easier thing to do for you guys now from when i'm standing back there watching yes it, it is and i think it's uh, ever since we moved to the new building it, it's been a, a progress and it, it does it also helps that uh it's uh, when tim or whoever's up on stage talks about that uh it helps uh, reinforce that but the uh, why 
the, the why behind the, the, the what. Right? And that's it, the new visitor. Right. And, 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 and think about it. If you're, ever coming, if you're coming to an unfamiliar building for the first time um, and you don't know anything and you're just being, this is your first experience, it could be daunting because we have a large uh, sanctuary. Um, finding a place to sit, sometimes you don't want to be noticed yet or, or mm. it's uncomfortable. Exactly. So that allows them to have the ability to do that. Um, also, another thing we want to make sure people are aware of is that uh, even though we have the ropes that designate a certain area that we would like to fill up ahead of that, is that we are trying to accommodate people as much. And if you talk to an usher, talk to a deacon in the sanctuary, we'll try to do the best that we can within, within um, uh, the things that we're trying to accomplish. Um, and we'll try to do, like I said, people want end seats. And we will try to accommodate as much as we can. They're not always available at a certain time. We ask people to maybe wait a little bit. And allow the once the rows open up, we can allow accommodate that. So that's something we could try to do. I mean, all we ask for is communication with with uh, the deacon or usher. Yeah, I had someone ask last week. Um, she's always seen wheelchairs towards the front. She was afraid that her grandmother is coming, mm. and she was afraid that her grandmother would have to go to the front, which would make her very uncomfortable. I said, well, you just have to talk to the usher when you come in. Right and they will move a seat from the end of the aisle and your grandmother will be placed in a comfortable place and we would never put her in a position right. to be embarrassed or uncomfortable. And, and th like t Shane, you were saying um, on, the, on the topic of the people uh, wheelchairs in the front, they've actually requested that. And over the, over the weeks, we know that they, that's where they want to sit. So as you get to know people. As you get to know people. And that's one of the things. That's I, awesome. As, as you get to see people at week after week after week, you get to see their habits and their likes, and you get to build that relationship with people as well. So, you know, I've seen people come six, seven weeks, not say a word, sit in the back, and they leave. Sit in the back, they leave. Then one day, I don't know what it is, what something Tim said, you know, God got a hold of them or something, they stop by Info Central. And that's the start. Yeah. Like, you know, let's uh, come as you are, but, but don't stay that way. And yeah. I think after a few weeks, people just go, you know, I like this place. I like these people. I'm welcome here. And then they go to see Chris at Next Steps or, or you know, they, they start that journey. Might right. not be. Right. Everyone's different. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Some, some get convicted immediately and just, I mean, the first day they're there, they want to, you know, they want to get involved with everything. And that's another thing with volunteering. You know, oftentimes, you know, when someone's new to volunteering, they get really excited. I want to do this every week. And we always tell them, no, don't. Um, you don't want to do don't. this every week because we don't want to burn you out. You know, when you've been with us for a little while, we're happy to add you. Or if we need extra help one week, you sure, come in, wear your shirt. If you feel like serving, we'll put you to work. But we don't want you overcommitted, at least not, you know, right away. And then just go from there. Because yeah, it is exciting. How many times does that happen? It happens a lot. And then you don't even see them anymore. And then anymore. they're gone. And <laughs> then they say, oh, I can't do this anymore when it never had to happen in the yeah, first place. You're killing me. You're killing me. And that <laughs> was never our intent. Yes. You know, <laughs> we just, you know. We want people to serve with them. We usually ask them how, how often they want to serve. Right. Yes. You know, and point. what days, you know, because you can pick. So it's good. Yep. Yeah, it works out well. Well, thank you for coming today. That was quick. Oh, thank you yeah, for having us. It was great. Uh, I think I got you Chick fil A for lunch, so mm. stick Ooh. around. Thanks, <laughs> nice. for, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks, everyone, for having us today. I hope you got something out of it. Um, we'll see you on the weekend. This has been The Deep End. Thanks for joining us for this week's Deep End Podcast. 
We pray that you continue to grow in your faith and that you would serve and support your local church. If you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us this weekend at Waters Church. We are located at 57 John Deach Square in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. And you can join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Make sure to stay tuned in for next week's episode of The Deep End Podcast.